Welcome to the Audio Describe program for OR by Liz Duffy Adams. About the play. Afra Ben, ex-British spy, will have fame and glory as England's first female playwright if she can just finish her play by sunrise, but between her husband, patron King Charles II, free-spirited actress Nell Gwen, and double agent William Scott, who may or may not be trying to murder the king, how can she possibly concentrate? Free love, politics, and historical fiction abound in this door-slamming restoration farce that tells the true-ish story of a night in the life of the literal first lady of the stage. About the production, a note from the director, Charles McAlicky. My daughter started college last year. Like her brother before her, she left the nest and began her journey through life in a vastly different world than the one my sister, brothers, and I grew up in, one that seems to constrict and threaten her future freedom and happiness on a daily basis. So when I read this play and saw how Miss Adams described her now 13-year-old present day as our time of mingled hope and fear, it struck a chord. This thing has been happening for a while now. There's plenty of well-documented history about the civil wars, the Great Fire, the brief period when English royalty was executed and the Commonwealth ascended. Afra Ben and Nell Gwynne's pasts are more amorphous, which allowed Miss Adams to use them freely to illustrate the era of the Merry Monarch, Charles II, and the new age of creativity and social freedom that flourished in the Restoration. It gives me hope that this kind of thing is cyclical, that enlightened thinking and love eventually went out. Like Afra and her strong-willed good friends, both real life and imaginary, in this play, we just have to choose it. We started Switchyard Theatre Company to tell stories with new voices and bring present-day issues to life, while still being entertaining enough to bring new people into the theatre, and not just as stuffy literary types. Or does that in spades. There's history, eloquence, danger, and some puerile door-slamming fun. And we are so grateful to Burning Cold Theater for making it possible to add this bonus show to our regular season. A special thank you to our Switchyard Theater Company sponsors for supporting us, Innovate Capital Law and Blue Frog Digital Marketing, and a special thank you to our sponsors for su supporting Burning Coal in this production. This includes the City of Raleigh Arts Commission and the United Arts Council, North Carolina Arts Council, and the Schubert Foundation. Creative team and crew. Sound design, Michael Parker. Stage manager, Juliana Fresca. Lighting design, Matthew Adelson. Music arrangement, Max Kaufman. Costume design, Ariel Sanders. Intimacy Coordinator, Veronica Dress. Assistant Stage Manager, Sophia Diaz. Costume slash Prop Manager, Jodea Brown. Producer, John Paul Middlesworth. And Director, Charlie McAlicky. Thank you so much to our volunteers who dedicate their time to see Burning Coal flourish. If you're interested in volunteering with Burning Coal, please reach out to info at burningcoal.org. Or Set Description. At the rear of the set are two white doors with colorful panels and a 60s daisy in the center of each panel. The door on stage left leads to a stairwell. 
and the outside street. The stage right door leads to Afra's bedroom. Between the doors is a large brown wardrobe with clothes in it. The set consists of a central marble tile area with a once fancy small overstuffed couch at the far end near Afra's bedroom, a desk and chair strewn with papers and quills are at the downstage left corner. Actor description. Afra Ben is tall and slim with light brown hair and wears a light blue ankle length dress with a bodice and overskirt. Nell Gwen is a tomboyish brunette who wears her hair in a ponytail. She wears a men's tailcoat made of tan leather with pedal pusher pants that are reminiscent of the 1960s and knee-high black leather boots. King Charles is handsome and tall with a foppish air to him and sports a shoulder-length dark brown curly wig of the period. He wears a fine silk cream-colored tailcoat with vest and breeches and occasionally a gold mask. William Scott is medium height with matted and tuzzled brown hair, good-looking but careworn. His tailcoat and breeches are brown and dirty. The tails of his coat have been chewed by some animal. He carries a long flintlock pistol in a concealed pocket in his breeches. Mariah is a matronly older woman in a long brown servant dress with an orange apron. She wears a bonnet. Lady Davenant is a majestic older woman wearing a gold metallic mask and an ornate snood over her hair. Her cream-colored brocade dress is embroidered with gold, but is obviously a bit out of style. Thank yous and acknowledgements. Thank you to Sarah Blackburn, Allie Burke, Lauren Romer, Craig Witter, Mary and Marley, the Durham Savoyards, Pittsburgh Youth Theater, Raleigh Founded, Triad Stage, and Burning Coal Theater Company. The History of Burning Coal Theater Company Burning Coal Theatre Company was established in 1997 by Jerome Davis and Simi Kastner. The company's goal is to emphasize works that are experienced viscerally, unlike more traditional linear plays where audiences are most often asked to observe without participating. Using the best local, national, and international artists available, we produce explosive re-examinations of overlooked classics, modern classics, and new plays that address ideas significant to our community. With this in mind, we strive to achieve high-energy performances with minimalist production values. The History of the Murphy School Originally constructed in 1908, the Murphy School Auditorium served Raleigh until 1977 as an elementary school. In the summer of 1960, the Raleigh City School Board met in this auditorium and voted to begin the desegregation of Raleigh City Schools. That fall, the first African-American student to attend an historically white school in Raleigh was admitted to the Murphy School. When Wake County took over the school system, they determined that the building was too small for the growing needs of the community and shut the building down. In 1991, a group of concerned citizens led by then-Mayor Smeets York 
and the Downtown Housing Improvement Corporation created from the classrooms a new housing facility for low-income senior citizens, but the auditorium sat empty for 31 years from 1977 until 2008 when Burning Coal was able to raise the money to renovate the old building and turn it into a state-of-the-art facility, as you see today. When we began the renovation, the building had no electricity, no HVAC system, no plumbing, plenty of holes in the walls, ceiling and floor, and certainly no theatrical equipment such as the lighting grid and equipment that you will see above you. In other words, it was a mess. The beautiful space we see today is the result of a lot of hard work by a lot of people in this community without whom we would never have been able to achieve this result. For that and for them, we are eternally grateful.